0: for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfill your potential both in life and in business. Welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm Mandy Beverly and I'm here with the lovely Laura Daly who is the owner of Harrison Lane. So welcome Laura. Thank you Mandy. So, it's so interesting to have you here because you're in an industry that not many women, I imagine, are in, and that is the building industry. And specifically, you are in the equine, you you actually build equestrian facilities, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit
1: about Harrison Lane. So Harrison Lane was the brainchild of Econobuilt. Uh, I first went to work for them about seven and a half, eight years ago, and they employed me for my uh, context and knowledge of the equestrian world. Absolutely nothing to do with construction. Wow. Um, I'd been working for them a relatively short time. I think it was 14 or 15 months, Um, and the market wasn't quite as strong as it is now. Yeah, so they decided not to to pursue Harrison Lane. They were going to shelve it. Um, So they told me the news one afternoon and then uh, went home and thought about it and came back in the next morning and asked them if I could purchase the brand from them because it wasn't a company in that stage and set it up as a company and um, and go from there. Was it actually called Harrison Lane or did you change the name to that? It was a marketing company. I'll credit them, Fuse. <laughs> Fuse came up with Harrison Lane, which um, it doesn't mean anything. People ask me what it means. Am I Laura Harrison or Laura Lane? Um but they did a great job because it's a it's a high quality brand and it really um, suits what we do. Mm-hmm. So that was a brand of econo and then um yeah, when I decided that I'd run with it on my own,
0: i I set Harrison Lane up as a company. Wow, so you so you've basically. Now started. It, it's called Harrison Lane, mm-hmm. and I was going to talk a bit later about the marketing of it because your marketing's really tight. You know, like from your car to T-shirts to everything. It's actually a really tight brand, and um, so it's really good to to hear that you've thought about that all at the beginning, rather than what some of us do is think about it part way through. Mm-hmm. But you seem like you just said right, this brand is going to be something. Mm-hmm what is it going to be and let's get it going right from the word go is that kind of how it worked or
1: yes yes i mean
0: you know this mandy because i've talked to
1: you about it but when I Before I went to work for them, I knew that Harrison Lane could do
0: what it's doing now. Mm, it's amazing. It's really cool. Now, the fact that you're really niched as well, so um, from a marketing perspective, that's got to be great for a business, um, isn't it? You know, for any business builder.
1: Yeah, I think any business, you need to specialize in what you do and um, be be passionate about what you're good at. Um, and passion is a word that I I. Don't use too much because it can mean that you go hell for leather after something that's not necessarily the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But um, I think having a business that I I love very much, um, you know, the equestrian world and horses,
0: and I never feel like I'm going to work amazing amazing and you are building some beautiful properties you know some beautiful buildings amazing properties now when someone comes to you to say this is what I want this is like a dream project for them too isn't it Mm -hmm. so they must have a lot of their own ideas how are you with how do you patiently let them work through everything um Now we've done quite a few uh,
1: jobs where the scope of the job is everything, fencing, water troughs, arenas, and of course the building itself. Um, So it's really hard. I can see it when I go to a property, um, kind of what needs to happen, but you let the clients tell you what they'd like to do and what their dream is and then it evolves from there and it's not a fast process. Um, You know everyone buys a property and wants to build it tomorrow (laughs) but really I, I try to tell clients that actually the more time you spend on your property the more you get a feel for it and you know at the end of the day the client's will know more than I do where they want things because they're walking out they're feeding the horses every night they're going to catch them they're going to know whether that gate Mm -hmm. works or if it needs to move 50 meters up if they've come home from a show at 12 o'clock at night and all they want to do is chuck the horse in the paddock so it starts from a little seedling and then it grows into a massive huge garden
0: it's amazing because you really are helping people build their dreams and it's so that's that's wonderful so Tell me a little bit about what's what's going on in your life right now. I mean, so you've got you've you've got lots of projects on the go at the moment. I mean, we've just come back from Christmas and New Year, and the industry, I suppose, is slowly waking up again. Is it? or yeah? Um,
1: it's a it's a busy time for everybody. Um, we're really fortunate that we've got um, the majority of the year already allocated to um, given jobs. Wow. Um, that they're All the jobs we've got on at the moment, um, with the exception of one, are equestrian. Um, We're building a house in Cambridge um, for a vet, actually, so we're really excited about that. That's cool. And we managed to get accepted into Master Builders just before Christmas. Congratulations. Thank you. So we're just going through the process of learning about that, what's available to us through the Master Builders contracts and, and... you know we've got aspirations to enter House of the Year, and um, we'll be trying to push our one of our apprentices into Apprentice of the Year as well. Though he doesn't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if he um, listens to Remarkable Woman <laughs> Radio. He might get a bit of a surprise today. <laughs> he will. Um, and next weekend we are going to a show called Leadfoot, which is a motorsport festival in Hahe. So my new business partner Scott. Uh, thinks there's a, a space in the man cave market although I don't I don't like that word man caves but for want of but a they better word they love
0: <laughs> it yeah as long as there's a bear fridge a man cave I mean it's like every man wants to have their toys you know on show don't they I suppose yeah <laughs> their own space so yeah. there's a not a new market we have
1: done um a few man caves but um, this is really starting to pursue it a little bit harder Mm -hmm. um, and we'll see how this goes and if everything goes well and we get some inquiry and hopefully a job then we um will look to do maybe big boys toys later in the year
0: yeah fantastic because i know i've got friends that um, they've raced some cars and so they look at the horse trucks and they go that's what we need to be able to sort of transport cars and things like that around because they've got all their tools and things like that so that's kind of just an extension mm. onto that Wow, so you guys are not slowing down at all. I mean, you've just hit the ground running at the start of the year. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she says that she takes a big deep breath. <laughs> so what inspired you to get started in this business? I mean, for you, horses have been something that you've loved for a long time. Mm. Did you ever think that you would be combining the two like this? Um, no, I didn't.
1: Um, and I think from what I mentioned earlier, with uh, Connobilt making the decision to shelve it, it, kind, it didn't force me into taking it on, but it um, it definitely pushed me mm-hmm. in that direction. Um, I think I'm really, really lucky. I'm probably in the minority of people who, um, in our working lives, I, I don't, I just don't feel like I go to work, and I'm fortunate enough to deal with fantastic clients and everybody we work with I learn something from mm-hmm. yeah. you know, how to behave or how to handle a certain situation and um, really everybody at the end is usually a friend. I think we've got uh, nobody that we've built for that we couldn't ring up and say hey can I come back and, and
0: show somebody around. Brilliant and that's what it's all about too isn't it? it's relationships mm-hmm. and I mean you've got Patience, an amazing patience. So, how you've developed that? Is there any tips for anybody that you could for the women that are listening to this? Um, it's probably really simple, and
1: everybody knows it. Listen more than you speak. Listen to what people are saying and watch how they're reacting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes I don't take
0: my own advice, but yeah, listen eighty percent, talk twenty percent. Brilliant. That's that's great advice. Now, I can imagine if you're taking on all these amazing projects around the place that uh, your brain must be wired way different to mine because, I mean, I can take on a lot, but how do you keep it all there? Do you have charts around your office? Do you have this amazing computer program? I mean, how do you keep, just to keep a handle on everything? Um, you'd probably be You're laughing. laughing. <laughs> you'd be <laughs> horrified. Um,
1: we have a file for each job. Um, so it has a construction file and it has a management file. So the management file stays in the office, the construction file goes out to site and that's what goes out at the beginning and it's got the time frame of when all the deliveries and the orders have been made for that mm-hmm. job. And it's at that point that Scott, um, my business partner, takes over and, and he really takes charge of the job and runs the boys. So um, but uh I'm probably like a lot of other small to medium business owners in New Zealand. I'm pretty bad at keeping it all in my head
0: <laughs> yeah, so okay, so that's um so what would you what tip would you love to give yourself then? <laughs> um, if I wrote down everything I thought
1: about, I don't think I'd have a spare moment in the day. Um, I think you prioritize I have priorities, so clients. You know, phone calls, emails, clients are one, suppliers and, and subcontractors too, and then kind of anything else come, comes okay. after that. Yeah. Um, so if you've got happy clients, you can probably manage the rest, but if you've got unhappy clients, then it's it's, it's going to filter down the chain. So you
0: prioritize your clients? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. This is all great advice because no matter what industry we're in, we're all you know we all need clients and and just but when you are juggling so many moving parts as you do it's great just to see that there is a structure <laughs> within there that's brilliant so what about with um, the industry itself? Because obviously the, the building industry is booming at the moment mm. and you're in a fairly niche market mm. um, of that. Did you have to weather any storms over the last, like how many years have you been in business um, now? We're six years. Harrison Lane
1: six years old, 12th of July. Oh, wow. <laughs> a date I won't forget. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't easy to start with. It was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, The market, as you say, it wasn't as strong as it is right now. The property values weren't as high Mm -hmm. and people didn't care quite so much about the value of the buildings that they were putting on their property or the thought process as to where they were going Mm -hmm. and how they were being set out. Um, I think I did one job. I can't remember which year. It would have been late I think think it was 2014, and I think I didn't even make $20 out of it. And I thought, right, that's the last time I'm doing this. I've, uh, you know, I do think in life you pay for what you learn, whether you Mm -hmm. pay for it through um, fees and going to university or you have a life experience and you learn the hard way, one
0: way or another, it costs you money. It's going to cost you money, yeah. And if you add up, that was probably a very good lesson that you've been able to get apply to everything else since, yeah. and yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? How many other women are in the industry? Have you seen many um, doing what you're doing, like owning a construction company? Um, I haven't come
1: across any, but we don't deal with a lot of other construction companies. We have uh, we employ our own builders. and um, We've got a dedicated team of subcontractors, which I've built up um, over the last four or five years. So women wise, we don't come across many. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know that there are any, I'm sure there are mm-hmm. women that do what I do, but, um, and but I you just had, get on
0: and do, yeah, just do.
1: Mm-hmm. I just get on with what I'm doing and, it, um, it's worked in and, and, and a funny way. Things have turned around cause I was so pleased. That the guys would do the work for me to start with, and now it's come full circle, and they're so pleased to say that they work for Harrison Lane. So that's
0: brilliant. And I mean, you must be good at going and doing business development. Is there any tips and tools that you can share for that? Because it's like finding clients, or do they just find you because your marketing's good, your your branding's there? Um, I think because of what we do,
1: um, it's quite a it's a high end product. We're not targeting the bottom of the market. Um, I think you have to let those people find you. But when they find you, you have to be... The service has to be extremely good and you have to be on the ball and on the button. Mm. Um, They're happy to pay, but they expect... Um, the service of what they're paying for. And
0: how did you know that that's where you wanted to target your business to? Was it just a feeling? Is it just you just go, well, if this was what I was wanting to do, this is who I'm about, this is what I would love for myself. Did you kind of reflect that through the business? Um, I don't know the answer
1: to that question entirely. I do know I sat down with the accountants very early on and they said, um, where do you want the business to go? And I said, I want Harrison Lane to be on this a uh, par with um, Wade. You know, when I win Lotto, I want to build a Harrison Lane barn. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and although in some ways it's setting us up for, uh, you know, a, a pretty high, high expectations, I think it's better to be the best at what you do mm-hmm. than
0: scrabbling around at the bottom yeah, yeah. So that's great advice. So we're just going to take a break for some music now and we'll be right back with Laura Daly from Harrison Lane. Time
2: flies by when the night is young
0: to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with Laura Daly from Harrison Lane, an equine building construction company. And we're just hearing all about um, a woman in an industry that I don't perceive that there's many around that are doing what you're doing. And so I'm really enjoying talking to you and finding out a lot more about this. So, Laura, do you have a guiding principle or a kind of a theme for your life that seems to have been there all the time or is it or even just developing more of one now um I think
1: it I think I'm developing one now um it's taken quite a long time and things happen for a reason which at the time you always you don't think it's a good reason but it ends up being a fantastic reason I think I'm I'm really lucky that since I've come to New Zealand I'm surrounded by a lot of people who I want to be like mm-hmm. um, I'm really lucky I've got a fantastic group of friends and um, being part of the hunt there's a wider support network um, I think there's one thing that will stick into my mind for the, for the rest of my life There's a there's a guy in the hunt who's extremely successful and self-made and he gave me one piece of advice he said never sell your time it's the only thing you can't make more of Mm. And
0: I won't, yeah, I do. So tell us a little bit more about how you apply that because that's great advice. So never sell your time. What does that mean? Uh, so
1: <laughs> provided that we can have people sell us our time, um, we can build more than one barn. Mm-hmm. So if we had 10 builders, we could hopefully build five barns at a time. Um, so that's really what we would like to do as a business is is um, expand our building crew and be have the capacity to take on
0: more projects so he was he giving you advice about leveraging yourself don't try and do it all yourself yes yeah and I didn't have Harrison Lane when he
1: mentioned that to me
0: that it stuck in there wow Mm. fantastic well that's great advice isn't it because no one grows when they're trying to do it all themselves Mm. yeah so that's one of the best advice that you've perhaps been given what do you wish you had told yourself I had a long think about this when I when I read your question I don't have any
1: regrets Hmm. rightly or wrongly there's nothing I would change and everything that's happened to me in the last 34 years has happened and that's put me on the journey that I'm on now and I wouldn't change that for anything
0: brilliant so what advice could you give yourself then (laughs) like if you were thinking go what would advice would I give my 20 year old self um don't rush
1: Mm. probably time is time is the most wonderful thing and I'm a very now person and I want everything to happen now but uh, as the time goes on and you have time to think about things and give yourself time to react rather than just jump straight in in situations
0: that's a great that's great advice because I know entrepreneurs women in business we are thinking everything's got to happen straight away and it does always. sometimes just taking your time having a bit of a you know a methodical approach to things can actually be quite beneficial because I know I can be a little bit bright shiny object at times and you know chasing off in different directions, but it, it's um, yeah, it's great advice, so don't rush, thank you, Laura. We'll take that on board. Um, this is a similar sort of question, but I love to ask it is what is something that you do that you that you've you wish you had done years ago to assist yourself? That's really hard. I don't know. <laughs> what would you give your? What advice could you give your future self? Then it might even be tied up with say the decision when you decided when you actually decided to say yes to this business. How did you have to talk to yourself to actually make that decision? I'm
1: lucky. I find it quite easy to make a decision. So that particular one came to me very easily. I think you need to trust your gut instinct. And if it's easy to make a decision run with it, if you have to talk yourself into it,
0: then it's not something that you should follow through with. Mm, That's really cool. So if it's, and that's often the case, isn't it? Because sometimes you can make a snap decision and it just feels right. And other times you're prevaricating all over the place. And that's when I go into my very Libra brain and (laughs) and I sit there. But if we actually go, no, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah and then that's the easy way to do it great advice thank you laura now what is the most well actually no i'll step back one of my other questions because this is woman in business and we are looking to um to help with advice and strategies and things like that when the proverbial hits the fan what do you do because it happens to everyone so yeah. What do you do now? I just I used I asked this question of a guy called Werner Berger who was the oldest man to climb Mount Everest at that time, and he said when he goes from um, he went from um, base camp to first stage they'd go up there acclimatise and have to go back again and then go back again and that was over all the crevasse fields. So he said it was really you know that was really challenging. So what he would do is he would make up a bit of a laundry list and that's what he'd keep how it sort of keep himself going when his comfort zone was was really starting to expand so for you when the going across the (laughs) crevasse fields, say in inverted commas what do you do um when we have a problem i've
1: learned there's nothing that can't be fixed so Although at the time it seems like, oh, God, it's terrible, that it's a disaster. Actually, just sit back and go, well, it's either time or money that will fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And there isn't anything that can't be fixed. It might be pain. It might be difficult. It might be challenging. Um, but it makes you stronger and you won't. Uh, you don't make the same mistake twice,
0: <laughs> or try not to anyway yeah. Very yeah. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's great and um yeah, so so you've learnt basically that. You're going to be stronger as a result of it mm. and um, and your business grows as a result of it because the stronger you are, the more your business grows. Yeah, yeah, I've got one client and he
1: said problems are great. Problems bring you closer to your client and you develop a better better
0: relationship. And I think he's probably right as long as you can solve them. Mm. Yeah, and generally you can mm. as long as you're prepared to mm. go outside of what you normally do to do that. Mm. Wow. What is the most remarkable thing about what you do and who you are? And I know this is such a tough question, particularly to ask New Zealanders. Mm. Um, But if we don't value who we are, then others generally won't. Mm. So what is remarkable about what you do and who
1: you are? Um, I think the most remarkable thing about me is I left the UK with a suitcase 13 years ago. Well, when you were a baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish And um, now I am I live in New Zealand I've got a really, really nice property I've got a fantastic group of friends And um, I certainly couldn't pick it all up and go back there Wow,
0: that's amazing So you just got on a plane and just came over here mm-hmm. Wow, how did you choose New Zealand? Um, it was
1: because we, we were on holidays And friends and I um, with some money that my grandma had given me when I was 21. And we met Kiwis and Australians and they said, how long are you here for? And so we were two or three days in each place and uh, they said, well, why aren't you here for three months? And I had a job and a mortgage mm-hmm. and um, when I got back to the UK I was really unsettled and I, the company I worked for had um, a sort of sister company in New Zealand and the sales manager he had always said, "If you ever want to come, just give me a call and let me know." And so one day I rang him and said, "I'm coming to New Zealand," and he said, "Okay, let me know your flight number and I'll pick you up." Wow! Just like that. So I, I gave six months'
0: notice. Yeah. But, um, just and yeah. then took that leap of faith, literally. Mm. Wow! Fantastic. So. Laura, how do people find you um, so that they could, um, like I'll I'll include some details as well when I post this out, but how do we find you? Um, Harrisonlane.co.nz is
1: our website um, and there's email and phone number for me on there. Uh,
0: That's probably the easiest way. Google Harrison Lane. Yep, and because I think you'll be out there, you've got a lot of projects. There's a lot of testimonials on there. There's photographs, so people can see what you're doing mm-hmm. and um, and everything. And well, that's brilliant. So thank you so much for joining me today on Remarkable Woman Radio. Um, this um, It's been really lovely um, speaking with you and I uh, look forward to hearing from you again some other time when um, we hear about all your other projects and aspirations as they come to fruition in 2018 and beyond. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. So for our listeners, that's harrisonlane.co.nz, Laura Daly. Thank you so much for joining me. Woman Radio. You can catch us again next Tuesday at 315 on 104.6 FM or any time on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash remarkable woman. We'll see you then.